Bunt, 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 bunt. Sudobe podcast. Welcome back to episode three of the Sujoy Podcast. My name is Joseph Kim. And I'm Susie Lee. And I am Matthew Bay. And yes, we are recording our third episode here. Um, thank you for all of those who've been listening on Spotify or YouTube. And, you know, <clears throat> it's been a while since we recorded, so how have you guys been? How's, how's your how's week How's Valentine's been? Day? Yeah, it's been Valentine's Day yesterday. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we all went to something. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we had a cornerstone event recently. We had a, yeah, we all had a Valentine's event. I got chocolate from Flower. Nice. That was fun. And I, you know, it was just like a normal day for me. I don't really, like, I've never really, like, like what's Tengu in English? Like, take care or like? No, like, Tengu, like, Valentine's Day Tengu. Oh. Take it you're, no, you're not tied to, um, take it easy on me. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, I'm not the type to, you make can it, judge them. Make it a structured thing. Yeah, like I don't really care about Valentine's. You don't plan for it. You don't yeah, I've never it. really, it's kind of like Thanksgiving. I don't really care about Valentine's, mm-hmm. but I mean, like I went out to eat. It was just like kind of like a normal like, day. Just dinner, and then I still streamed, still did homework. You know, it wasn't anything special. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, I just, like I was so tired from the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because like if you know like what happened was basically like, my past this past week, all I had all my projects and presentations and everything, and I had to edit the Valentine's video, and then I had to MC for the Valentine's mm-hmm. uh, event, and then I had to dance. leave for worship. <laughs> I had to dance. I had to leave for worship the next day, the next morning on Sunday, and then uh, and we had Super Bowl Sunday. And then we had Super Bowl Sunday here. And, uh, so like, I was so dead. Morning lecture today, so I've been at home all day, and then I had a lab practical day. That was really cool. So pretty nice to recover. From Valentine's and Super Bowl being on the same weekend was not a good combo. No, but both were fun. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, it was a good time. Yeah, that was. Yeah, for the night for the. Not Titans. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The Bengals lost. No, yeah, Bengals lost. I was about to say Titans. The Titans. The Titans. The Titans. The Tigers and the sheep. The lion and the lamb. Oh, the Rams. Oh, the Rams. L.A. Rams. Who's Who's their quarterback? All I know is Joe Bureau. Bureau! Not yes! Bureau. 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 Bureau's the stuff. <laughs> All I know is Joe Bureau. Bro. Joe Bureau! It's Bureau. Bureau. Like you burrow into the ground. Oh, Bureau. Bur- okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is a great introduction to our topic for today because yeah. we're going to talk about how that we're all Korean. Obviously, yes. some are a little bit more Korean than others, as you can tell by our pronunciation of words. Yeah. We were thinking about topics to talk about. We already, we already gave you guys the two other relationship podcasts. We're going to be done for that for a bit. But we're going to talk about us being Korean. So obviously, um, if you know us, uh, both uh, Joseph and Susie were born, right? And born in Korea. And, I was oh, not no, born no. in Korea. Well, I mean, but Joe, Joe lived in Korea for I a long time. I think our levels yeah. of Koreanness is very different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I never lived in Korea. I wasn't born in Korea. I, I lived in the States my whole life. I was born in Korea and I moved to America when I was in seventh grade and then I haven't been really gone back since and then yeah and I was born in the states lived in the states for around 16 17 years and then lived in Korea for five years so 
they're, they're very different experiences among all three of us. And I think this is something um, we kind of noticed when we were making the podcast and kind of was coming up with the name, as you guys um, know, it's a Korean reference. And we were kind of like, one thing we really do have in common is that we're Korean, but at the same time, that com- thing we're in common with um, is also very different. Like it's defined very differently among all three of us. So it's a unique thing that we have as a group. And I think it's um, a cool topic to talk about because not a lot of people, um, first of all, have the, I guess, benefit of being from another culture while living here in America. But at the same time, um, living here in America, we sometimes don't appreciate uh, our true, I guess, uh, culture or heritage. So it's good to talk about, I think, and something definitely uh, we thought it was interesting. So I think we can start off with asking the question, kind of to broaden the topic, I guess, is what does it mean to be Korean to you? I mean, that is a very vague question, but when I think define yourself as a race or an ethnic group, you obviously say you're Asian or Asian American, but that Asian you are is Korean. And Korean or Korea is such a small country and recently has become a much more popular country. And uh, with that, I think it's important to really embrace that. And what does it mean to be Korean to you? Like, you know, Korea is getting more popular and whatnot. How would you represent yourself as a Korean? You want to go first? Thank you, Professor. Um, (laughs) We'll be, uh, so I'll be talking from, no, um, I guess uh, my perspective is is probably different from all you guys in the way that like I've lived in Illinois my whole life. Now, I didn't live like in the city, like I didn't live in Chicago, but I lived in like obviously the suburbs of Chicago. So I was a little bit more sheltered, I would say. And I think my parents did a great job in like being in places where it was like pretty diverse. But I think because it was diverse, Korean being Korean was what made me unique. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like like everyone else, basically. I looked very different. I lived I would say pretty different. I didn't do the same things as like what like maybe uh like white or black people did like I did things differently um, I had different like rules um, fashion whatever I think um, yeah so I think that's I think being Korean at least for me was just my way of being unique I would I but even then like I wouldn't say that like I'm like super Korean uh, I think to provide a little bit of backstory my parents moved to the states when they were very young so I think around like I think both of them before they were 10 so they were able to come to the United States learn English right and then um, yeah, just take off from there. But my grandparents, so their parents don't speak English well at all because obviously they moved when they were like 30, 40. So yeah, so it's a little bit different because like I'm pretty Americanized. I would say like my parents both prefer to speak English because uh, their English is fine. Um, my dad speaks a little bit more Korean because he works for a Korean company. And my mom only speaks Korean to our relatives or her Korean friends or whatever. So um, it was different. Would you say you're like second gen then in terms of yeah, I'm, I'm second gen. Okay. I, I, you can even say I'm third gen. I don't know, you can. But, like, I think I, I'm second gen. But I think, um, uh, yeah, I think I'm second gen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so which gen are you again? <laughs> uh, the one after one. <laughs> what about you, Susie? I've never actually had anyone ask me, like, what does it mean to be Korean? Or, like, mm-hmm. I've never... Or maybe just, like, start with explaining your background. Yeah, I can explain my background. So... I've, I don't know, for up until when I was 13 years old, our family, you know, it was just like a normal Korean family in Korea living normal life. And one day my mom got into like, oh, we went to London 
as a family trip and after that she was like okay korea is just not it like we have to get out of here and she also didn't really like the education there so that's why our family moved but after we moved to america when i was 13 so i went to seventh grade it was it was a really really big change and like matt said <clears throat> i moved to kentucky and even in kentucky it was like a really really small town and it's just not diverse at all it was probably like I think it was probably like half like white and then half black and then maybe like 0.5% Asian but even then like Koreans were so rare like our Korean church probably had like 30 people at max and everyone was there mm -hmm. so like corn stuff mm, worse like okay. probably really worse so like just like Matt like at our school no one really they didn't even understand like other races existed really mm -hmm. so I think being Korean was also like something that made me unique also like something that I didn't really like well I, I guess we can go into that later but just my background is moved from Korea when I was in middle school and and my family um, we all speak Korean to each other because mm -hmm. my mom still she's more comfortable with Korean obviously so you would be first gen because you, you yeah. came in after you immigrated like yeah. wait am I not only like five gen well, you came into the States after you were born, so you immigrated uh, to America, so you're oh, first, so gener yeah. first generation uh, immigrant to Korea, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how was I... Was Joseph born in Korea? No, he was born here. So he's 1.5. Joseph as a... No, you know, he's two. No, he's, yeah. no, he's first. Or, no, no, no. He's 1.5. He's 1.5. He's 1.5. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking about Joseph, this Joseph. We're talking about my brother, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Right. She has a younger brother named Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you guys are confused. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's 1.5. Yeah, Alice was because born in I, Korea. I identify myself as 1.5. I'm in the same boat as Susie's younger Wait, brother. You were born in the States. I was born in the States, but my parents came in, uh, relative. They were in their 30s, so they were Im they immigrated to America, and I was born while they were still in that transition. So they're oh, like okay. half gen. Mm -hmm. So I'm I consider myself 1.5. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Susie, no, Susie you, right. you would be one because you were. Yeah, born. I'm like 1.25. to the states speaking no english okay that's you're true. one you're you've one. adjusted you're, you're one you're straight up one matt's straight up two yeah i'm, I'm straight up two okay. yeah. um, for me i was yeah so my parents came to america before i was born um mainly because my dad needed to go to graduate school here in america um and while he was in his studies i was born um in california and i didn't have as much of a um growing up as a minority as Asian because California has a huge Asian population if not a Korean population so basically yeah my Korean church was big um, back in California my school had a decent population of Koreans um, had no problem hanging out with just Asian people so it never felt really I guess a big minority um, segregation between the other races but I did have to move quite a bit within California so I had friends but and I was part of not as big of a minority, but I did have to adjust around and move around a lot. Um, ended up moving to Virginia as well, and then back back into Korea. But yeah, we can go back and talk about that later. But yeah, I would consider myself a 1.5. Even my younger brother, although his case is a little unique, um, I would say he's also 1.5. So my family, in terms of my, the generation in my family, I think I existed as a 1.5. Just because I was born there, Having my parents been there for quite a bit before I was born, mm -hmm. yeah, and not being straight straight from Korea or anything like 
So I guess to put the record straight, so I can't speak. I I can't. I, I can read okay, but I can't. Uh, speak really? And write. You can't read. Okay? I, I can read okay. Cause like, cause like, I at least can like. I I wouldn't know what it means. Oh. I could say it out loud, but I wouldn't know if it know what it means. So I read the letters. I can read the letter. I can say it in my it in my head. So like, oh. I can't. So I can't speak, read, or write that well. You would say that you're good at all three, or I. I feel like yeah. I mean I I can speak Korean fully. Uh-huh. I can write it fully. I can uh-huh. read it fully, and I also translate. Okay. Which is like a bonus. I yeah. feel like. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like my Korean skills are. And then, <laughs> and then Joe, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Okay. But I think in terms of translating, I'm more of a verbal translator because mm-hmm. my reading and writing is slightly weaker because I never for- formally learned it as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but definitely can do all three pretty decently. Uh, speaking is probably my strongest. Yeah, I would consider myself an expert in terms of all that. But translating only speaking wise, I think, because writing takes a, a, a little bit more practice. So it's me than Joseph. Yeah, I think though, like language is a big thing. I think um, that's the only way you can find really. Or the first thing people ask is, "Can you speak the language?" Right? When they see if you're from a different country or whatnot. Um, I think knowing the language is a big part of knowing or defining yourself another uh, country. Not not like to bash on anything you are, but I'm just saying in general when people ask, "Oh, are you Chinese or are you?" Italian or whatnot, it's like, can you speak the language, right? And if you can, that that kind of gives a big like, oh, okay, like you know what I mean. But I think in America, you're first, you're first considered to speak like English, no matter what. Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I don't yeah. think language, like language, is obviously what separates probably. But I think being a minority is like that's enough. Like you don't need to like speak the yeah. language or anything. Because you look the part. Because you look, yeah, you look the part. The appearance is probably the most forefront. Yeah, yeah. The appearance is probably the biggest thing, and also yeah. like the way you live. Because like even though like I don't speak Korean, I still lived like I would say like a classic Korean American yeah, family. Like, like, like no, like I mean like I did the you know we celebrated the Korean holidays. Oh. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we did the Korean customs, yeah. right? We like we um yeah did everything right we did we watch like, watched, Korean shows yeah we watch Korean shows like we listen to Korean music sometimes right like we did like I mean you know like we wear certain things you know what I mean like we did like those things but like we weren't we just didn't speak that well I don't I think the reason why I think my parents didn't want me to speak Korean or like didn't like push it was because like I don't think they saw it was like worth it at the time I know they regret it now I know both my parents really regret not teaching uh, me, me, or, me or Adam Korean well, I think it's also because I heard somewhere um, if your parents if you're living in America and if your parents are decently fluent in English mm-hmm. it's really hard for the kids of those parents to speak the second language Yeah, yeah. and that's something I'm also concerned with when, if I eventually live here and have kids I'm like pretty dead set on trying to teach them Korean but I'm so much more comfortable in speaking English while living here in America mm-hmm. that it's just that much more harder because there's so many conveniences with explaining things with figuring things out and just doing day-to-day things in front of your kids it's all going to be in english so unless your parents don't know how to speak english it's really hard to pass on your language in america yeah so would you guys both say you're more comfortable well, i know matt is but are you more comfortable with speaking in english then no, uh, outside of the family yes because i feel like i don't know what my answer would be anymore now that like my korean skills have like gone even more and i've before I worked at a Korean restaurant, I feel like, you know, my Korean was, like, just speaking with my family plus, like, adults. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I know how to, like, hang out with people, like, in Korean. So 
So if yeah. someone asks me, like, are you more comfortable in English or Korean? Like, I honestly think it's, like, completely both for me. The only time I would consider Korean is if I was in a Korean setting. So if I was in physically in the country of Korea, I'm much more uh, comfortable speaking Korean. Like, if someone was speaking English to me in Korea, it would feel off just because I'm in Korean mode um, when I'm in Korea. And anything related with family is always in Korean. Um, and that kind of extends over to like if I'm hanging out with friends from Korea. So we might be, we all, might all know how to speak English, but if we're hanging out in Korea and we grew up in Korea together, um, I'm much more inclined to speak Korean. Um, churches in Korea, even though it's all English service or, what, or English speaking service or whatnot, I still feel more comfortable in Korean. Um, yeah. So. Oh, environment, because even like when I went to Korea, I remember like I just like spoke the little Korean I knew or I just like shut up <laughs> because like you know speaking English is even weirder mm. because it's like it's like it, it, it sets that like that mark on you like okay this person's not for me mm. like you know what I mean like like you're you're different from us so like and it's kind of weird because you're Korean but you go to Korea and you're different you know because it's like you don't speak the language as well or you have an accent or you dress like an American like I, I got told that a lot when I came to Korea me a long too, time ago even. like you dress like an American like you look like an American your skin's like an American like I got told that a lot. So it's like, when I went to Korea, like, I just didn't speak. And I know that's crazy because you know me, I talk a lot. But I didn't talk at all because um, I didn't want to be, like, made fun of or, like, judged or, like, like seen as, like, oh, this person is, like, different, you know? So it's just, I just wanted to be, like, everyone else and just exist, right? So, yeah, environment definitely changes how you view. But I guess we could go into now our experiences and our, like, some childhood. Yeah. You want to say childhood? Because it's called childhood. Yeah, uh, childhood, being Korean. Yeah. Yep. Uh, childhood, like in America. Where, 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 wherever your childhood was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because our experiences were different, right? I was in the states. You were in the states. You were in Korea. Uh, yeah. so, do you want to start? You're probably most interested. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, like I said earlier, my childhood in Korea was just normal. Like I was just, I don't know. In Korea, you don't see it really other races. I was all just all with Korean people. Did, just... did you have to do the whole? Because I know something that um, I realize is different, and a lot of people don't realize is Koreans they do um, boys and girls school. Oh no, I went to the mixed. Okay, I went to the mixed. Oh, there's an option. There's an option. Yeah, no, there, traditionally there it would be separated into boys oh. and girls. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh. My cousins were like that, and my my parents were like that too. Well, my parents were like that, but we had an option too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I didn't, I went to middle school in Korea for two months because I wanted to like try like the school uniform. I didn't really have to go, but like I, yeah. So honestly, I don't really have memories of middle school. I think every, like all the memory of Korea and in elementary school, which like nothing was stressful yet. I didn't really get to experience like the Korean education. And I came to America and I honestly like wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't really thinking I wasn't really expecting anything. So like, when I first got here, we got here in May. So from May to August, we were summer break. Me and my sister had like the best time of our lives. Like we went to pool every day. Like it was so fun. And then we went to the school. And the first thing I've noticed, I'm like, wow, like I actually can't understand a single thing. Mm. And since it was the first day, oh yeah. And I was late on the first day too. Because, like, the school started so early. It was, like, yeah. 7.30. And in Korea, school starts, like, at 9. Yeah. So this was, like, oh, a 7.30. Yeah. Okay. So then I was late for school. So then I was already, like, lost because I was late and I can't speak English. So I went to, like, the principal's office. And then they, like, were, like, 
asking me questions and I'm like, I, I, I actually couldn't understand anything. So then she like sent one of like the like adopted Korean girl to like help me, but she couldn't speak Korean so she was like no help. So then I like eventually figured it out and I was into an ESL class, not like the normal class. So I walked in like so excited to see like what an American school would be like. Cause like in Korea you watch movies. It was nothing like that. Everyone was like, the wrong state. Yeah. Everyone was like First of all, you're in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah they were all Asian, but they were not Korean and they did not speak the language I spoke. And it was just like not a good first sight. I was just like, oh like I am the minority here. And then like she started the lesson and the first thing we learned was alphabet and I was like, Wait, like are we in middle school? And I already knew like some of that. So yeah. then they moved me out of ESL in like three days. So I went to like normal classes with like like American kids. Like yeah. I didn't go to ESL anymore and that's when everything started, I guess. Mm. So to these people, like I'm the first Asian that like ever I've seen, seen basically. Life, yeah. And yeah. they don't understand the fact that like I can't speak English because I speak another language. So it's something I got made fun of a lot. Or like I guess back then I didn't really I didn't even know I was getting bullied. Because mm. like I don't know. You don't I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, I was just like happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you were getting attention. But you yeah. didn't know the, the attention. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. it's middle school. So yeah, exactly. Middle school, yeah. But then, like, I was like, I feel like I was pretty, I was bullied pretty heavily. Mm. Like, for example, like, before we got, grab our lunch, we like had to put our backpacks down on a table when we went to go get food. And then, like, I would come back and I was so happy because I, like, I love pizza and stuff. So I was like, wow, this is like great. You still do. And I would, yeah. And then, <laughs> then I'll come back and, like, my back was like thrown on the floor or stuff like that. And people would, like, I don't know, like, especially the guys are just so mean to me. But I couldn't, like, say anything. And, like, people would, like, steal my stuff. Like, they sold my iPhone to me. Mm-hmm. And it was, iPhones are so expensive back then. Back then they're very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. And I remember this one story. So there are these like group of people who are so mean to me. And I like, I was so mad at them, but I couldn't like say anything. So I wrote a letter in Korean, like cursing them out. I was like, I like hate you guys so much. Like I wish we were in Korea so like I could, you know, like yeah. say something, but I can't. And then I like folded the paper and on the, like the front, I wrote, don't tell teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like they, oh, you, you wrote in English. Yeah. Don't so, tell teacher. Okay, yeah. Okay. So then they got they they were scared apparently. So oh. the letter went to the principal. So I got in trouble for oh. like threatening, and I was like, wow, what the heck? Uh. But then yeah, and my middle school was not a good time. But then we moved schools for high school, so I was in mm-hmm. a different school district, and it was like people were a little better because like the first school I went to for middle school, they're all like very high class people, so like it was like I guess it was worse. But I guess high school was just a little better. And also after two years, I think I perfected English after that. Mm-hmm. And it like definitely motivated me to learn English faster. So I think I definitely learned English fast for someone who like came to America really late. I think that's like kind of cool. It kind of gives it low-key gives me hope because like if I go to Korea for like two three years, <laughs> I have to, I have to like you know like, to, like a I, yeah I know but I would I have to learn Korean right because that's the only thing I hear. But the thing is like if that's the only thing you hear every day. You'll eventually get it. Yeah. Because I know some people who recently they went to Korea and they've been there for three years. They're fluent now. And like apparently they're like they got rid of most of their accent. Mm. So I was like, because if you apply yourself, you will learn it. But I think, yeah, that's for you. Like you're surrounded by obviously English speaking people. Mm. You probably have to like talk, go to restaurants and stuff like that and speak English. So you you got it quicker. Did you do the whole like drop a grade? 
I didn't because because I didn't go to a middle school in Korea, so I just went oh, okay. in as like a first year. But it was cool because after like a couple of years after I didn't speak English, like I started working at a local restaurant. So then I saw a lot of people who used to like bully me, oh, and then they would come up to the window, that. and then I was like able to communicate. And then one of them were like, "Oh, Susie, like, I thought you didn't know how to talk," and I was like. Stupid. The teachers thought I was smart because, like, they were like, "Oh, he's 
Asian. He has to be good at math. Oh, yeah. But I suck at math, right? But the thing is, like, mm. she was like, oh, he must have just had a bad day. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not like, oh, math is so cute. It's just, but which is like a good and bad thing. It's a little bit different. I would say the most Korean thing, the only thing that, like, kept me, like, happy was my Korean church. Because mm. when I go there, everyone there looks like, you know, looks like me. Like, we all eat the same food. We all do the same things, right? Yeah. We're all speaking English or Korean, right? Like, you know, it, it was just amazing. I remember, like, every day I would just dread going to school. But then Friday nights, right, for youth yeah. group and, like, Sunday and, like, any other, like, hangout that we do throughout the week, I, that was, like, that was my life. I remember that was, like, that was the only thing keeping me going. But yeah, mine was a little bit different, but mine was okay, yeah. I feel like it's actually better for, like, better. I think I was in the better because I feel like if people were, like, being racist to me and I knew how to fight back, but I couldn't, I yeah, think yeah, that would yeah. be more frustrating. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know? think I, it was really frustrating because, like, like, it wasn't even, like, racism, but you're just not taken seriously. Mm. It's just, like, yeah, you're just, like, you're just there, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're not seen as, like, the star player, but you're seen as okay. Mm-hmm. You're not seen as the best student, but, you know, you're there, you know, it's like, it, it's just, I don't know, it was a weird dynamic, especially because I went to a Baptist, it was a Baptist school, so, uh, Baptist is generally more, like, southern, like, white, so they're very, like, it was more white dominant, so, um, that was a little bit weird, I remember. And I think also, like, for girls and guys, I feel like guys didn't like Asian so yeah. like, oh, back then, no one like Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. So, like, no romance in high school either. Like, mm-hmm. I would imagine. But that's just what you, what you mean? Are you, are you, are you no, I mean, you're not romance in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I couldn't like anybody. I was just not attracted to anybody. Like, like, they I just felt so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, actually, like, I got used to it. But I think that's because my mm-hmm. situation was a little bit different. That's because you're horny. Guys, my guy friends were white. Oh. <laughs> not my girlfriend. I never dated anybody that's not Asian. Right now, so. uh, Did I talk about this already? <laughs> Maybe. You know. um, for me, I guess for my childhood that was in America, um, so elementary school to middle school, I was fortunate to be in a state that was had a pretty decent Korean or Asian population, California and Northern Virginia. Um, Both of them had, I went to schools that had a lot of Asians. The only struggle I had really was constantly moving. Um, Since preschool till sixth grade, I went to six different schools, one per grade basically. Um, And then had to move to middle school, whatnot. Um, And the one thing I think I struggled for being Asian is if you have that many Asians around you, you. I don't know if this is common in other races, but you end up comparing yourself to um, the other Asians. And what I mean by that is just because the Asian culture, culture like stereotype is that you've got to be smart, um, you've got to be doing the high level classes or high level APs or whatnot. If you're not doing that and you see all your other Asian friends doing, you feel left out. Um, There's definitely, so I never felt the whole, um, I'm the only Asian or one of the few Asians out of everyone in the school. So. I was looked at as some kind of other person or whatnot, but I was mo- it was more of I'm here and I'm an Asian. That guy's an Asian. That guy's also an Asian. We're Koreans. Our parents probably know each other too through family friends or whatnot. And if my friend is going to these tutors and these after school academies and these like you know um, study sessions and whatnot, and they're doing these extracurricular stuff um, related to their future or whatnot and during the summer they're doing all these summer programs doing college visits and i'm just here sitting and doing nothing um i would feel so pressured to do those things and i could never tell my parents that mom can you like enroll because it's expensive right 
um, and some of these parents were crazy and like you know matter the cost they would like send their kids to like these overseas summer camps to like prestigious colleges or whatnot and like boost their resume or whatnot um, like yeah starting at like sixth grade like yeah. ever since middle school and it didn't help when I was in middle school so I was in Northern Virginia um, and those those people who are in Northern Virginia or from Northern Virginia will probably know the school called Thomas Jefferson High it's I think the top rated science and technology high school that you have to apply for to enter um, and just because I was living in that area there's a naturally a lot of people trying to apply to that school because it's in the area but people from all over the nation would be applying for this one high school because it it's a STEM school, um, and it gives so much opportunity, not only as a high school student, but into your college career. And you basically have to do a whole other set of SATs and stuff in middle school for this high school, right? It's not even college. And they were doing all these summer camps and like after school stuff. And me being in the area, my parents caught the wind and they were like, okay, we can send you to these things that your school is you know, hosting so you can study for it. But unfortunately, that was also the time when my dad got an offer in Korea. So even if I got it or not, um, I would have had to move to Korea. So I had to give up that. But just the buildup until I left for Korea, I was, as an Asian, I was just naturally competitive in the academic realm. Um, sports, Asians could care less if you're good or not, just because we're physically at a disadvantage compared to um, mm -hmm. the other races. I, I mean, stereotypically. Not that's saying true. Asians are bad that's at true. sport, but you know, growing up in America, it's hard. So you I mean, can't do varsity every time. So. I mean, like if you're Asian and you're on the basketball team, you're yeah. definitely only five feet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying the only I was planning to do varsity golf because I was playing for a summer team um, for the high school in middle school, and I was gonna do I was being recruited for golf. But golf's like the only thing I could think of that I could do as an Asian for sports. So I was only focusing on academics, and I just became really competitive trying to be because. I didn't want to fall behind the, the stereotype. It's kind of, I know a lot of people like Asian being smart is a stereotype and you shouldn't believe that. It's not wrong. It's not like a bad thing. And Asians like typically have, there are really smart Asians. And if you compare yourself to those people and you're like, I'm Asian, he's Asian. Like, what? I, sh I shouldn't be this dumb. You know, like if they're in these high level classes, I should be taking them too. And if I'm not, I feel like I'm under accomplishing compared to them. And that was kind of the struggle I went through um, as a kid, right? And my parents never pushed it, but I always felt pushed myself because I was just comparing. And um, yeah, that's, I think, the hardest thing I went through as a Korean in high school or in my childhood as student in America when I was a kid. And then when I moved to Korea, um, so I've been going to public school my whole life. Um, in Korea, I couldn't just go into, jump into Korean public school because I was not at that level of Korean. So I had to go to an international school, which is a private school. Um, and most people who go to private schools are also big money and they're all like doing all these extra stuff with money. So they all do the after school stuff, the summer camps and whatnot. And it didn't stop. And I just continuously compared myself throughout high school. And I think that was a very unhealthy thing. But yeah, growing up, I think as a Korean, that was probably my biggest thing. As a Korean, I should be smart. I think that was my biggest identifying factor. I think I think that's a good thing to talk about. Cause I'm not sure if Suzy went through it, but comparison um, between Asians, yeah. at least for me, was a big thing because um, when I went to my high school, my high school it's a very it's in a very good district in a very good area. Like I was the top school in my district. I know some people are gonna be mad about that, but it's true. Friend was better in D211. That's all I'm saying. Um, we were ranked higher. <laughs> we, we, we always had people go to Northwestern, Harvard. Don't talk. Anyways, but um, 
So, uh, like, I think there was a lot of... So most of my friends were Indian, actually, in high school. So most of my friends were Indian. Why, why are you laughing? <laughs> That's no, racist. I just no, no, no. Yeah, but most of my friends were Indian and then or Chinese um, and Korean, um, and I think like for me being somebody who like wasn't like I'm not a very academic driven person. I took the classes that everybody else was taking, even though when I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. because it was a pride thing. Right? I wanted to say that I was in this class, but I would fail it, right? <laughs> so who would, so then like, but I wouldn't then tell anybody, right? I would just fake it like, oh, I got like a B or something like that. But I would fail those classes, right? But it's just so I could say that I was in it because again, you don't want to like be behind or stay out of the loop, right? I think I struggled with that all the way up until maybe like sophomore year in college. Oh, April. Yeah, when I finally just like accepted that like, that you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you not... can't talk about it. <laughs> Academ- academically. So like, I think, I, know, I just think, I just think, it's not that I'm like dumb. It's just that if it, takes, smart. if it takes Joe, if it takes Joe two hours to figure out a concept, it would take me six. And then it would take me ten. Yeah, yeah. It would take, it would, yeah. <laughs> it would, you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it would take me six yeah. hours, right? It does. I can't figure things out as quickly, as quick, mm-hmm. right? I think when I finally accepted that, like, this is just who God made me, I'm not good at math. I would never be a CS major or an engineering major. That's when my grades got better because I just, I accepted it. I was like, all right, I just have to take these classes because this is my level, you know, and this is what I'm good at, right? So I think that's one of the, but like, yeah, like comparison is a big thing for the Asian community and also because like you're trying to meet that stereotype. So as an Asian, right, and especially in like, like you're seen by everyone else as you have to be good at math. You have to be somewhat smart, right? And if you don't fit that, everyone now is like, then what's, what's your worth? Like now you're worth nothing. If you're not smart as an Asian, then you're not, you're probably not good at sports. You're probably not good at anything else. So what else do you have worth then? And I think that was a big struggle, I think for Asians, at least in my high school, because they were all very like academically like driven and very successful in that. And at least like, it it doesn't matter like if you suck at sports or your fashion blows, right? Or something like that. Like it didn't matter. But if you had a 4.0, it's like, okay, you fulfilled your role as an Asian. Your stereotype, yeah. You filled your role as an Asian, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was something that I struggled with, and yeah. Uh, for me, like, first of all, I, I'm not really an academically driven person either, I wouldn't say. Mm. But there were actually six kids at our Korean church. And I think, I guess it is our, our tendency to get competitive because one of the, if, like, my mom, my parents are really chill. Like, if we're happy, then it really doesn't, I mean, as long as we don't, like, fail, you know, she didn't want us to drop out, but one of the parents were very, very toxic, and it influenced, like, our family, too, because he would be like, oh, my daughter got this, like, why didn't your daughter get this, or, no. you know, it would naturally just, like, and for, for me, I'm like, why is that, like, you know, I, I was just, like, You're not, than that daughter, yeah, like, but I don't, I don't think I would necessarily say I, like, went through that, like, competitivism, because, mm-hmm. or, I don't even think it's a word, competitivism, competitiveness, oh, or competition, yeah, yeah I, competition, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't go through that competition, yeah, if you guys pay attention earlier, you know why, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so, because, like, okay, not to bash on anyone, and I think this is fine, but my friends, didn't care about college they're all gonna stay in bowling green and i don't know they would get like like 18 on act and they're like i mean that was good mm. enough 
to go. Well, if it's good enough and, for yeah, you. if they like wanted to stay in Bowling Green forever, like that's fine. Yeah. But that's just not what I wanted to do. So I don't think I really felt like com- the competition. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's something I mm. went through. Which is, I'm, I'm glad. Because I don't think I would have survived. Well, let me just say though, like with that, I think it's also important to realize like it starts from your parents. Yeah. Like you as a kid will be like comparing yourself but your parents also kind of be like hey your friend got this or i friend your hurts doing this and my parents i think did a pretty okay job at not really comparing yeah. myself with other people sure. but once you go and this is something i was pretty shocked culturally when i moved to korea is and korea is just on a no a whole nother level with just competitiveness and like comparing each other academics everything's rank system your test scores are posted publicly in the hallway after each exam. That's so much. And fun. your names are and your names are in the order of how well you're doing in the class. There's class representative that's always the number one student. I don't know if it's like that now, but that was traditionally what my parents grew up with. Um, and it's being my parents' generation, having grown up with that, the kids of those gen that generation is my generation. So they all grew up hearing the same stories. Um, and the parents, my parents were pretty good at like not pushing myself too much to do they just said take what you can or do what you can do but they feel the pressure from other parents right because that's what they talk about as parents like my kids doing this or my kids you know we're enrolling our kid into this mm-hmm. and my parents can't just be like oh we're not doing that for our son or our, our our kid you know like then that just makes them look like a bad parent compared to them so they just feel pressured right and i don't i me and my brother we don't go to my parents and be like can you enroll us into this because that's more work for us mm-hmm. but at the same time when our parents are like hey we heard a group of your friends are doing so are you feeling left out they'll always ask us that if you want we can enroll you for you um just so that you don't seem like you're out of the loop with all the other things that your friends are doing um and that's so toxic and it gets to you it's so stressful um and i wish it wasn't like that but korea does have an underlying tone of competitiveness straight throughout because up until college it's all about rank all about how you do you get one chance at college if you fail that exam you're screwed for the rest of your life like you gotta wait another whole year for that one exam because you only get one per year a try per year each year goes by it's harder and harder for you to go into college and you ruin your chances of going into a job like a decent life and a decent job mm-hmm. um so it's competitive straight up until that college exam and that that the day of the exam is like you can feel the tension in just in korea like the atmosphere is insane and i think that also doesn't really help with the fact that Asians are stereotypically related to having to do academically, you know, um, better than an average person, or you have to get the certain amount of grades or certain amount of academic success in order to do well in life. But yeah, I think that's that's insane. And comparing is never really good, good solution or a good habit. But it's it happens, and just you gotta learn how to grow that. I think. Um, I think the next thing. I think we could talk about how we, how our views have changed. You know how like back then we were like, oh, like we were kind of embarrassed to be, mm. or I guess that was for me and Matt, like how that's up. If, 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 if it has changed mm-hmm. or not, yeah, I can go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to share. <laughs> it's your topic. <laughs> I think I, I like, I don't think you guys understand like I like dream like I would have dreams at night of me being like funny because I was so stressed oh out. I can make it happen <laughs> <laughs> where's the paper we got, <laughs> we got bleached back. yeah but now 
That comes in that comes in handy like so much in so many situations. Like me and my sister would just talk about like whatever, like you talk shit in like, another language yeah. so they don't hear you. Or like, I don't know, I, I just feel like like I think that's like a really big like benefits of being Korean. And also like as Korea's like getting bigger, like I feel like no food tops Korean food. Oh facts. right, you're right. Yeah. Facts. So then like being able to like, you know, like have experienced that I think is like one of the perks. And now people like look or okay, not look up to Koreans, but they're more well known, right? Mm-hmm. And it like makes me happy because I feel like people deserve that. Like Koreans definitely deserve that. Because yeah. like we're hardworking Oh, actually, that was so <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like, I think Koreans, yeah, we're hardworking people, but we're we can be stubborn and and mean, and, mean, just, like, humans, like, and annoying person. and yeah. frustrating. And, like yeah. Susie Lee, what the? Like you know, <laughs> you know what? Like my mom always makes that joke. Like the scariest, per- the scariest people alive is Korean woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tiger mom. You yeah. see all those K drama. The scariest, yeah. like like Korean my mom, moms. my mom's catchphrase because you know all like scary Korean women are short. You know, dynamite comes in small packages. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like for sure. scariest woman, scariest people in the like, people you just world. See like, people you know. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm like really happy. Like if I were to be born again, I'll definitely mm-hmm. choose. I'll choose Korean. Dude, I can't speak right now. You know what's okay? You guys talk about how like, you guys speak two languages. I also speak two languages. So like, if you combine my my Spanish, French. Oh. And Korean knowledge together. <laughs> it's about eighty percent of a language, oh, no. <laughs> so we're good to go. <laughs> anyways, but um, yeah, but you're bilingual. But uh, yeah, I'm like so good. But anyways, I'm like um, <laughs> so good, huh? No, yeah, I think my view on being Korean, I just think I think it's interesting because like it's interesting to see how like accepted being Korean is. Mm-hmm. But then like being like Chinese and like J- Japanese, I, I think Japanese actually is probably maybe a little bit better than Korean because of like anime, mm-hmm. but like. China, it's like still like like communist, right? And then like you know, there's always a negative stigma. With oh, and COVID for some reason people. Like, oh yeah, COVID with the China virus, like because you know, Trump said China virus and all that crap. So then like, but I think like like talking about something very controversial here right now. It's kind of scary. <laughs> no, he literally okay. Anyways, but like, <laughs> yeah. he tweeted, he tweeted yeah, it. Yeah. But like anyways, but like um, so like I don't know if he tweeted actually, but like like Korean became very popular because of like Squid Games and Parasite and K-pop. like BTS, K-pop, Blackpink, all that BTS stuff. BTS for sure. Yeah, Blackpink too so for the guys. But um, <laughs> like, uh, anyways, uh. Jesus. Anyways, uh, but then, uh, so like, yeah, like they became really popular. I'm actually a little bit like scared <laughs> just because like I, people come up to me sometimes and they're like, aren't you so happy you're Korean? But it's like, I was always happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm all of a sudden happy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, like, was I not happy before? <laughs> like, no, I was always you proud to. You appreciate it more now. I was, I appreciate it, but I was always happy to be Korean. And also, I'm kind of sad because, like, I thought all the snacks that I was eating were so, you know, unique and no mm-hmm. other person would try it. Right. Now, everyone just goes to H Mart and, and, eats, and, and, and eats all my snacks, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I'm trying to, where's my snacks? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, why is it sold out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like. And it's like, like oh, they know foods now. And it's like, oh, like the one thing that was unique to me is now becoming more mainstream, more mainstream, mm-hmm. right? So in a way, I'm kind of sad, mm-hmm. but like in a way, it's cool, but also kind of sad. Also, I'm not on my phone. I'm ordering dinner. Just, well, we didn't ask. Okay. You ordered me dinner too. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What do you want? Well, you do. Wait, we can talk. 
So now let's talk about why it's good and bad to be Korean today. And also maybe why it's, like, yeah, let's talk about that. Mm. Well, I'd say I've never really, and I always, I told my parents this, um, before I went to, or moved to Korea, and even before I went to the military in Korea, I associated myself almost 60 to 40%, like 60% American, 40% Korean. Um, and after I lived in Korea, it was closer to 50-50, but I still felt more American in terms of how I behave, how I dress, how I act, um, how I do things, how I think about things. It was all Western American um, style and whatnot. But after going through the military, and military straight up, just two years of pure Korean, like not a droplet of English, not a, not a cent of like anything American related. Um, <laughs> Or you know you know what I'm trying to say like no, I don't. after that for some reason I t- I told my parents I feel like I'm seventy percent Korean thirty percent like American like I felt so out of touch for no reason of being American and I think it didn't help that we had COVID and whatnot and everything was kind of transitioning between online and in person mm-hmm. and people were kind of just getting off the whole meet and meeting people and talking to people in person mm-hmm. um, and even now still it's like there's so much distance. Um, that's being emphasized between ourselves and people um, Being back here. I still feel much more Korean even though I am completely fine doing things in American ways and Speaking English and going to class here at Purdue like I, I have no trouble doing that I still feel so Korean for some reason just because of my military experience um, and I didn't see that coming at all and now when I say that I'm Korean in front of someone um, as a guy I can kind of more confidently say it because I've been to the military and there's a whole, you know, cultural thing with Korean guys, whether or not they went to the military or not, like it's a big transition. It's a big um, step up from being just a a man to being like an actual Korean man. Like there's a whole, um, I guess, cultural thing that I learned about and being exposed to not only the type of Koreans I hung out with when I was in Korea, but all kinds of Koreans, like all kinds of class, all kinds of upbringing, all kinds of levels of education, looks, interests, um, passions. Um, There's just so many different types of Koreans that I met through the military um, that made me so much more exposed to what Korea is like as a country, as a and as like a whole. You know, like people from different areas in Korea. Because I, I was living in Seoul, 
for the most part when I was in Korea. So that's like the capital and whatnot. So everything's so culturally compact and you know saturated within Seoul. But I, I think my military experience in my my uh, division, there was like only a couple of us who were from Seoul, and most people were from like outside of Seoul. Um, and hearing what they went through, how they went through childhood, the things they talk about. Obviously, there's like the common things like leaves and whatnot, but there's like the, the way they talk, the different accents, the different habits, the different foods they ate, you know? And hearing about that and experiencing that with them really made me exposed to what Korea's like. Um, so definitely right now as a Korean, I'm much more confident, I'm much more grateful that I am Korean and having gone through the military experience. I feel more accomplished as a Korean and proud to be a Korean because it's a unique experience that no one can take from me as whatever they, they can't do anything, they can't say anything to take that from me. So yeah, I, I, I think as of now, I really view being a Korean as a blessing and something I can use coming forward for my future. Right, they're not answering questions. <laughs> I, I, no, I was answering the previous no, question. No, it was pros and cons. Of <laughs> well, you guys both had your take on what's your view of on being Korean now. I didn't get to share. Oh, okay. Share. You know? split the no, I'm just fine. Not a big yeah. deal. But um, you want to go? Like, oh, I'll, just... I'll go. <laughs> well, you asked. Go out the door, can... or um, <laughs> I think I don't. I would. I don't have like pros and cons of being Korean, but I think the con of like being like the bilingual and like having the multicultural. I I guess it is a blessing and a curse, but because I feel like sometimes my identity is so questionable. Mm-hmm. And like I would question. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, like I mean, I think that is a pro and a con. Is what I was trying to say because, yeah. like, I'm glad I get to like experience both sides of you know whatever. But I, I, it makes me so picky. Like, even when I'm like picking a partner, like I want them to speak both Korean and English. Mm-hmm. But I want them to be able to speak Korean well. But I also want them to speak English well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like you know like so I just become so much more. There's so many different levels of Koreanness and like Americanness, mm, and it's yeah. just so confusing. And my my percentages changed too. I feel like I'm a lot more Korean than I was like two years ago, like, mm. and it's just so confusing. It changes constantly, and like I think the yeah the identity the questionable identity is just like a pro and a con for me. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think something for me personally, like I think I also like. Am a little bit more Korean only because I think I'm not embarrassed. Because as when you live in the states, you know the popular people aren't Korean people. You know what I mean? Like the popular first person at your may high, you maybe your high school was I don't know. What, I mean, were, were they Korean or were they like? My school is ninety percent Korean high school. Okay, yeah, exactly. So the most important, you know what I mean? Like, like you see the most popular being like Korean, right? And I think like for a while I kept trying to be not Korean because. I want to be like a white person because you know they're the cool people they're athletic they're, they have all the friends right they know what to eat everything like they they're whatever right all the they're, girls yeah all the girls right whatever like they're and for the likewise, likewise they get all the guys and you know they're, they're considered the beauty standard right you see them on tv like everything is not asian right so i think for the longest time i didn't even want to like watch anything korean i didn't want to speak korean i didn't want to do anything korean because it was like what's the point i'm not going to gain anything right but i think once like like when being Korean became more accepted, you kind of understand, like you kind of like embrace it a lot more. So like even now, like even though I don't watch any American TV shows, I only watch Korean ones. 
but I forced myself to watch American shows even though I didn't like it at all because yeah, I wanted to stay but now it's like no I'll just watch my K-dramas I'll watch my Korean variety shows and you know you can just deal with it you know like I, I kind of like embrace it more and like you know I listen to Korean music now because before if, if someone if someone called me listening to K-pop back then Same. I would have gotten bullied out of my ass so like <laughs> if I wasn't listening to Drake or NL Chapa or I don't know if I don't know if I but like you know if I wasn't in a chance or if I wasn't listening to post or some type of rap you know what I mean like it's rap rappers you know post Malone post Malone or okay that's a chance to rapper <laughs> I don't know okay chance to rapper so you know like Kanye I wasn't, if I wasn't listening to these guys like man I would just got destroyed yeah, right so but but now I listen to K-pop and then when I came to college and everyone listens to K-pop personally so it's like it's okay it's cool right so it's like I think I'm like actually more Korean now and that's why like I want to like learn like li- like for real and I, I have this funny story I have a little cousin he's four now right and he only speaks Korean Aww. and the thing is like but like, since he's four he uses very basic Korean right so I can still kind of understand what he's doing <laughs> so he helped me learn Korean because like for a little bit because like he would talk to me and I would have to be, think what he's saying in Korean and English and then I would respond in English so he'd be like, "Oh, where's the where's the where's the food?" And then I would be like, "Oh, the food's over here, right?" Because like, but it'll take me a little bit, right? So that kind of helps. But like, yeah, I kind of want to learn more. Mm. Um, just come to Korea, man. Yeah. Just go to Korea. It's not that simple. You go to Korea. Just go to Korea. You're scared. No, I'm kidding. Are you scared? You go. I think Susie actually do pretty good. I could find a song to play. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Won't be his tradition. <laughs> higher class <laughs> no, about that. Uh, no yeah uh, yeah I don't know it's interesting because I think now like in America being Korean is accepted mm-hmm. like people want to go to Korean restaurants yeah. that's unbelievable like so many like people would come into kimchi oh, yeah. that's where I work at and they'll be like oh like this is my first time trying Korean food like give me recommendations I'm like okay and then you know recommend the, the rice like, yeah. back to McDonald's yeah. <laughs> no it was I, but I think it's cute that like they tried they're like yeah. Like if you, if like, you think about it, it's like us visiting Europe and being like, dude, yeah. food here is bomb. And you just, like, Italian <laughs> food is so much <laughs> better in Italy. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Right, right, I right. mean, there's nothing wrong with food. Okay, yeah, but it's just <laughs> annoying because I'm always tired. <laughs> yeah. I think for pros and cons, or I guess being Korean now, I definitely agree with Susie in terms of identity. Like, when people ask me where I'm from, I'm not, you say I say Korean and I say Korea now, but that's like if you really put it in terms of chronological order, I'm like two thirds American, yeah. one third Korea. It's only Korea because I was it's the most recent, right? So I, I, I like always hesitate, but I, I straight up to say Korean. But then the second question is always, and even like last week when I was with my engineering um, group mates, the guy came up to me. He's like, "So where are you like from, right?" Because you said you're from Korea, but you're, you're like you have no accent, like no Korean accent when you speak English. I feel and like you have an accent. Me, really? Yeah. No. Really? You have an accent. I have an accent. No. Uh, what? Well, anyways, <laughs> and, like any any teacher or like any person that I would be interviewing with, I would they would ask me like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, "I'm from Korea." And then the second question is always like, "Oh, your English is really good for a Korean." Mm. I, I I always like. Has it like Susie's like they're just being nice, like bro, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro, <laughs> I'm actually born here. 
I was born and raised here for the most oh, part. Oh, was that BTS interview? Remember when she was like, oh, your English is really from, and he was like, I'm born in California? The, or was it BTS? It was not BTS. Oh, wait. Wait, wasn't some, didn't some BTS members live in California? Before? No. What? No. Hello? Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of somebody else. Hey, comment what I'm thinking of. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not thinking of BTS, because no, 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 no. Oh, no, none of them lived in California? No. I don't the only so. member who can decently speak English is RM, and he learned it from watching Fox. I heard RM is um really smart. It's so hot. Okay, you guys I, I are said, on a different. I, I said smart. <laughs> I said smart. So, oh, so. I thought you said hot. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is a. So Susie this is why Susie's bad at English. <laughs> but don't know what now. Um, I want to go into a little bit of stories that I know because like so me being like the most American, it's really funny when like, like it's reverse, vice versa, right? When I speak Korean, you guys think it's hilarious, but then when you guys speak English, sometimes it's really funny. Not Joe. But what I think Joseph huh. has an accent. No, 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 but wait, Joe, but how Joe, do I have an accent? No, but Joe never. How do I have an accent? Wait, you. No, no, no. He doesn't sound like that. <laughs> wait, I think you're just making fun of the way I talk. No, the thing is, Joe oh doesn't. Well, so Joe understood most like phrases, you know, or like, oh, or like, yeah. you know, yeah, like, I'll like, be out of touch with the like the trend or like you know the, yeah. the slang because I wasn't living here in high school. You know, I didn't but, pick up on. But the he movie. knows most the more slang than you. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now I'm I'm trendy now. Like the whip. Do you guys know? Oh, we gotta tell the story about the whip. So the whip was so so we're eating at Windsor, right? (laughs) And we walk out of Windsor. I don't know who was there, but I remember it was me. At uh, least all three of us. Us three were there, right? And then like so, I walk out, and then there was a silver car. I don't even remember what it was, but it looked really nice. Nice car. And then so I was like, "Hey, yo, that's a sick whip." And then and then everybody, well, because like back then, that's what you said, right? And then and then like um. And then, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty sick. It was a sick whip, right? And then Susie's like, what's a whip? And then, you guys know, like, the, the dance, dance move? <laughs> so, she whips. And then, we're all like, and we're all like, what? <laughs> so, so then Susie's like, wait, what? I mean, she just keeps doing the dance move. And then we're like, no, a whip is another way to say, like, your ride or you your car. You guys did so many weird things freshman year. It was just, I think it's. I remember because like I say let's dip and let's bounce and that's, oh, like, that's and you you were confused that's you were a, like okay so that's a, bouncing. <laughs> yeah I'm like bounce like, who I've heard of bounce um I remember one thing when when we were like studying or something Susie came in and she was like I'm gonna listen to some bangers and I remember she was so proud <laughs> that she knew what bangers was <laughs> like I like really song that. she she like emphasized she's like God I want I want to listen to some bangers. <laughs> So we get so it. bops, and we're like, we're like, all right, Susie. So I, I guarantee you, Susie's get on like americanslang.com <laughs> like reading yeah, through, like, oh, so this is okay, I get it. But I, I know more now. Oh yeah, because I hope so. You yeah. also, also stream, so like you're part of just. Yeah. Well, no, but she knows the wrong slangs. <laughs> like she unironically, unironically says pog, and they're like so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's poggers. Poggers. <laughs> Susie gets hundred pockets. Oh my oh, god! She uses the, she has the wrong slang, but I think also like I remember like one time like BTS just released like a new song or whatever, mm. and like Susie's like watching like like maybe like a two pixel video of BTS because like it was so bad quality. I remember <laughs> it was probably like hundred hundred forty four like frame rate and like it's like these like these like figures just moving and it's obviously BTS and she's crying oh <laughs> like, yeah I remember that you were bawling and then you're like you're like that's so beautiful <laughs> and, like, and I'm like I'm like you can't even see who that is that's a very interesting <laughs> it's square <laughs> no it's cause it was right after the concert 
think it was um it was it was the um home out it, yeah, that album. The army. yeah that are yeah that was the yes was sir the, the military that's what i'm talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah so that's what like so like oh, yeah anyways but um but yeah like that was really funny i remember yeah but also i think back then i had like a little bit of country accent so then, Susie's the me. one girl that <laughs> oh, yeah. have a Korean accent but also a Southern accent yeah. at the same oh, time. Yeah. So then, Matt's mom, whenever we went over to her house or his house, she called me a yellow hillbilly. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, okay, but I didn't even know. You, you, you probably didn't know what you know what a hillbilly was well, when yeah, she said that. Okay. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah, but now, wait, I don't have an accent anymore. No, you don't have an accent. Yeah. I Certain think, words you do. I think we're at a point where we're just we just know the way we talk. Yeah. Like we confuse that with an accent sometimes. I think. Like sometimes when my dad talks, like he doesn't like add the extra s or like he doesn't like add he like, says the words right. Mm-hmm. It's like well, he's, he's like he's mixing up in his head. I know, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, dad I, does that too. I guess I guess I do get like one thing Matt says a lot. Oh, you can cut this out. I just have to tell you. You say you pronounce both both. <laughs> no, I remember that? we would make fun of Matt for like not pronouncing his like S's or something, like his it's, THs wrong or something. He always says both. Yeah, like both, there was something. Both, oh, I, I remember there was both. something like you would. No, I would say I would say I would say eggs. Oh, I would eggs. Say eggs. eggs. I would say eggs. He said eggs. And then like and then aunt, I say I say aunt, but people say aunt. Wait, okay, that's that's just I a different aunt, pronunciation. Though. I say aunt, though. I say, I say, I say eggs. So I say eggs. But now I say eggs because like I am so traumatized Good. every time. Yeah, because eggs. <laughs> like what? Like a y. No, so so Ad, so it's funny. So like no one in my family can speak any English apparently because like Adam has a lisp. Oh no, 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 sorry, not lisp. He has um, he can't pronounce a th. You can't either. No, no, but like for like, but in, like out of all words, like both maybe it's just because like I like that's how I always say <laughs> But like, but like because like, but because like, like you know like Thor, Thor. Adam says door. Oh no! So like, like straight up door, door, door. Oh so like, God. so like obviously if you say the word thick, he's like, he's like yo, it's pretty dick right now. <laughs> and then, all right. And the thing is like, and the thing is like, and the thing is like, but the thing is like, but, like, but Adam knows now. So he says thick. Oh, with an F? With an F now. So he says thick. So it's thick. So if you hear him, he says thick. Or he says like four. Or Thor, he says Thor. Yeah. So like he gets a little bit better, but before he couldn't he couldn't pronounce it right. Mm. So um yeah, like that was a that was another thing. Oh, that's interesting. Note. Yeah. That's a great dinner <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can we can end it here. Um we talked for over, yeah, over an, an hour. hour. I mean, depending on how we cut this out, we'll see. But thank you for listening. Um, if you guys want anything we want for us to talk about, oh, I can't even speak anymore. Yeah, it's like if you guys have any suggestions, um, please comment down below or DM one of us some topics. We will look into it. Um, probably bring it up next podcast. If you guys have any things, feedback or suggestions, please leave a comment down below. Yes, Remember please. to like and subscribe. We're on Spotify and yes. YouTube now. If you're listening through Spotify, please give us a good rating. Hopefully five star. Yeah. And follow us so you don't miss an upload. So and we can make money to make Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, and yes. also also we are planning on uh eventually doing a guest. Yes. So, um, yeah. so comment a guest if comment you a guest. If you if you really want to see a certain person here. Yes, uh, sir. Let us know. Or if you want to see one of us leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want Suzy to lead a lot. <laughs> comment one if you want Matt to leave. Yeah. <laughs>
Let's do a quick question. Quick, simple, yeah. off-topic question. Simple question. Go. Matt? If you were a cow... All right. If I was a cow... No, If I was a cow, I'd be a yellow cow. <laughs> I feel like that's I'm not going to say that. Yeah, don't, don't say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kobe beef. Okay, I need a, we need a fun question. Um, um, one simple question. Anything. Okay, let's go talk about this before. I was going to mention... Look up good icebreakers. Yeah, I'm going to look up random icebreaker questions. What's your favorite... No. ...color? Like, what's what's no. what's your favorite color on us? Uh, well, I've only seen you wear gray. So you're lying so much right now. It's not an answer. No. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, not like that. No, no not like that. I'm um, no. <laughs> So Susie's leaving the podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, none of the above. Oh, no. All right. Um, no oh, comment. God. Where is wait, that's not where I'm at. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. Oh, I didn't even realize. Jeez, thirty one people. Thirty one. It's just you. Relax. <laughs> Don't you? Oh, but I'm getting a new mic, so our quality of sound would be oh, heightened. I guess. If you could magically become fluent in any language, what would it be? For <laughs> <laughs> we already know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might start this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Random question. If you could have your own TV show, what would it be about? I feel like a dating show. That's so typical. All right. Let me think about like cut that out. But no one would watch because you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Um, I feel like I think I'd do like an acting stuff. Like you acting? Yeah, because I'm pretty good at like just just, just you. <laughs> Wait, I used to. I should have kept it on YouTube. I feel like it would have went viral. But when I was in like middle school, I would just videotape myself, like starting to cry and stuff like that. What the heck? Yeah, I was. I was. I wanted to be an actor. Do you want to be on an acting show? Yeah, or have an acting show. Yeah. I think I would do like a Doctor Phil type show. I think I would really enjoy that. A just Dr. like Phil? talking through like people's lives and like problems and stuff. I, I think I would. Awesome. I would. I would I would have a good time. I think I would be that guy. Or cooking. I'll do cooking. Mm. I'd be that guy doing Nat Geo. What's Nat Geo? National Geographic. Oh. Filming like slow motion, like animal (laughs) movement. And they're like commenting. You start start now. I wouldn't watch it either. You see see the wild Susie. (laughs) Over here we have the wild Susie. Oh God! Touching your hair. This is a. I'm cap- not touching cap- my hair. Cap- this is a sign of her boredom and wanting to leave the room. I'm hungry. <laughs> She's entering. Oh, a, my camera broke. A face called angry. Yeah, I'm actually so hungry. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys listened this far, thank you for listening. Thank you for and listening. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Woo. Smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover. Gonna pop like trouble, breaking into your heart like that. Woo! Cold shade stunner, yeah, I owe it all to my mother. Hot like summer, yeah, making you sweat like that. Break it down.